The pursuit of Power 5 respect. BYU expands its resources, but is it enough to get an invite? How long does Bronco Mendenhall give it? Was the men's volleyball season a success? And what are the expectations for next year? Head coach Chris McGowan joins us in studio. Plus, the winner of the Ping Cougar Classic in the house when we play What's the Chance? Let's get it! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Yo! BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Tuesday, April 28th. Jerem Jordan alongside the bouncing hobbit, Brian Logan. I can't bounce. Do you remember that story? I do remember this story. So my Uncle Craig, he says, man... I love that Brian Logan. This is an 09. I love that Brian Logan. He's the bouncing hobbit. It's like, <laughs> he is the bouncing hobbit. He's great. And then a couple years later, when we got to know each other in, via Countdown to Kickoff, I said, hey, do you mind signing this, the bouncing hobbit, for my uncle? It's hanging in his house today. That's nice. that autographed picture of you. I'm happy I can help out, man, in any way possible. Speaking of help, yeah. I need help. Yesterday was my mom's birthday, and I forgot. I didn't say anything to her. I feel... Terrible. Yes, yes. How, I did just, you, how did you find out it was her birthday? It kicked in. I, I looked at April 28th and I thought, yesterday was my mom's birthday. And today's my grandma's birthday. I often mistake these. I, I want, right now I want to hold a personal press conference. Cue the music. <laughs> Mom, I forgot it was your birthday. I'm sorry. I love you so much. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I do. I love her so much. Dude, and that's the first time I've ever looked into the camera. How do you, you? I might get in trouble for that. I later. think you deserve. I think she deserved a longer like. Apology. I know. I know. I'll call her personally and make it more personal. You know. You later. should record that. I just don't understand that was pathetic, how is that anybody forgets their mother's birthday. Man. I don't know. I feel terrible. I honestly do. I just, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but since you brought it up, I'm just gonna <laughs> continue to ride that. You know that wave, yeah. man. Yeah. That's just disappointing. Like, I had you so high on a pedestal. Like, when I grew mm-hmm. up, I wanted to be like you, but, you know. You're not, never, you're never you know, growing up. I'm sorry. You, you know. <laughs> Are you saying that because I'm 5'6"? Yes, uh, I am. My mom's 5'5". Five, five. But in, in other news, happy birthday to my grandma. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, yeah. grandma. Yeah, happy birthday to grandma. The conversation's live 24-7 on Twitter with, uh, you know, other topics and stuff. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Today's question is this. What's the next step for BYU to compete as a Power 5 equivalent? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Papa Dale. Or as Spencer would say, Papa Dale. Win, baby, win. Win them all. Okay, that's part of it. Winning helps to a degree, right? There are other things you can do that are important, maybe more important. Is there anything more important than winning? No, but... There are other things we'll discuss in a minute. Are there more important things? Nice rhetorical question. (laughs) Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Family. Yes. School. God is more important than winning. Yes. Academics. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines and what we're talking about. Baseball game day at UVU, Utah Valley. I call it the University Parkway Collision, 8 Eastern time. You can listen to that on BYU Radio. Colton Shaver is the WCC Player of the Week. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, softball game day at 7.30 Eastern versus Weber State on Brigham Young Television. Spencer will be back for that. He's going to call that tonight, so Welcome don't back, worry. Spence. BYU announces its new director of basketball operations. This happened a couple days ago, but we wanted to mention this. Andrew May, former BYU manager, is back. He's recently been an assistant at Salt Lake Community College, was influential in getting Skylar Halford 
uh, to the Y. So Andrew May is the Cody Feger replacement. Nice, nice. Uh, Austin Colley practiced for the first time with the BC Lions yesterday. He looks good. They tweeted some video, in did Canada. an interview with him. Yeah, he's in the CFL. You were in the CFL for a little okay. bit. Okay, man. That what team were you with? That doesn't count, man. I was there for like a couple months. Then I, was <laughs> then I, was, I got cut like three, four times. What uh, team? I was with uh, Edmonton. Edmonton Eskimos? Eskimos. Yeah. Edmonton Everybody Eskimos. Everybody knows the man. Edmonton Eskimos. We were like the uh, Dallas Cowboys of the CFL. So Are they really like the Dallas that's Cowboys? That's just what I They heard. win the Grey Cup all the time? I just, uh, nope. No. Not the, the Saskatchewan the, Rough Riders. The Cowboys, the, the Cowboys don't win Super Bowls. They're can, they're Canada's team. I guess just, I was gonna say they're Canadian. I guess just team. more like just how like like wealthy it is and mm, oil okay. and thing. We had like an okay. indoor facility when everybody else didn't. You know, like things like that. Kinda nice, kind of spoiled. It was nice. There was a lot of LDS uh, fans there. That's cool. Pe- or people there, I guess. And so they're was, fans of LDS. I should say, I should say yeah. I'm a fan of an LDS. The grammar is tremendous. You know we make up new words on this show. Learn it. With that in mind, rough transition, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU expands its football staff. If you didn't hear, former BYU defensive lineman Russell Tialavea, gotta love Russ, he's a great dude, is the new assistant director of football operations. He played at BYU from 05 to 09, then 2012. He actually went on a mission after his junior year. Interesting. He has been an academic specialist in the academic center. He'll now help Justin Hickman with day-to-day, excuse me, Patrick Hickman with day-to-day operations as well as help athletic uh, students, that's what I call them instead of student-athletes, with school and career development, alumni relations, paging Jason Buck, and coordinating the Band (laughs) of Brothers program. I like this move. Uh, Polynesian, former player, uh, a good dude in Russell Tialavea to help out the football staff. Yeah, it's, I, I I love it as well. And when you when you talk about the job description, uh, being able to help out the guy, the kids with uh, just academics and uh, kind of like that mentor type of role. I talked to Coach Mendenhall about this role um, a few weeks ago, and uh, he said it was definitely more of a hands-on role. You know, you're making sure kids are going to class and doing the right things. More of a uh, you know, father figure type of guy. And it, it was great to to hear this news yesterday and then see last week um, uh, Russ with uh, Jordan Prater um, and, and, you know, helping him out with homework and academics. And I had walked by the office and he said, hey, come tell, tell, this, tell this dude right here that he needs to, you know, make sure he's doing his homework and get his degree. And Trying to t- I'm trying to teach these young guys, man, S- spit some knowledge on them. So it was cool to see that, you know, he was already in that type of role and then uh, being able to have something like this be official. But like you said, uh, I-, I think it's really it's really good, the fact that he's a former player, he's a BYU guy, he can relate. And the fact that he's Polynesian, I think it helps out a lot of the guys that obviously are Polynesian, but even the guys that may not be um, – uh, LDS or you, maybe you're a double minority, right? Uh, just to uh, maybe have some or, or feel comfortable with what you're used to seeing outside of of Provo, right? So yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's a great great move for for Coach Minden on the program. And this is replacing Patrick Hickman's old position uh, and rebranding it a bit. He's doing some things, uh, you know, that Patrick Hickman used to do, and some things that he. Uh, will continue to do with academics. Meanwhile, Patrick Hickman takes over for Zach Nyborg with football operations. This is all part of a movement, Brian, to increase resources in the athletic department to become more like a Power 5 school. Let's list some of those things that have happened recently. 
that higher. Frank Wintrick uh, being able to just focus on football is something that in the past Jay Omer had more of a role in the athletic department. Now Bob Medina is basketball, Wintrick is football, Josh Morzaleski is the Olympic sports. So football can get more attention. That's another thing. The basketball facilities, obviously the Marriott Center renovation and the YMCA that's going to be built next year. Yep. And, then, and then this, BYU provides more meals and snacks for the students than they did in the past. In fact, they were one of the first uh, <laughs> schools to really do this. Uh, about a year and a half, almost two years ago, BYU provides one full meal a day, plus it's like a continental breakfast type situation in the mornings. For all students, uh, student-athletes, <laughs> there's some students going, wait, I want some. All student-athletes or athletic students, uh, whether you're a walk-on or a scholarship guy. Uh, in the SAB, they have a nutrition center. And then there is a movement to, in the future, possibly ex- uh, expand the stipend for football and men's basketball players. This is all important in your pursuit, pursuit of being like a Power 5 school. Yeah, I, you know, I, th- I think it's great what, what the, the program and what BYU is, is doing uh, in order to, to be more attractive. And, I mean, is this going to make or break BYU t- as far as getting into a P5 school? Uh, I would say no. I, it helps. I, 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 it, it helps. But I think more importantly, what it helps is recruiting. That's, that, that is the bottom line with what I see this right, right here. Um, you know, if, if the Big 12 comes in and says, okay, we want BYU uh, to be a part of our conference – do they have more, you know, uh, do they have more resources here? Or do they, do they feed their kids gushers? <laughs> do they get extra snacks and Fruit Loops and whatever the case is? I don't think, I don't think the, Big 12, or the, the Big 12 is going to analyze those type of things. I think it does help out, though. But I think the biggest thing is, is recruits. And for a kid, if I say, well, the, the, the biggest negative is the fact that you're, is the, you're not in a P5 school. That, that's the, uh, you're, you're not a P5 school. That's the biggest negative I see. But you have P5 resources. I get extra food. Uh, I get ac- extra academics. Uh, I get extra... Possibly uh, a stipend you, you in know, the future. St- st- yeah, extra stipend, money, whatever the case is. Uh, you know, that is appealing to me. And that will al- allow them to compete, I think, uh, in the recruiting battle, which will obviously help them win more games. There's on the field, which is super important and the most visible thing. And then there's the off-the-field battle, and this is what we're talking about. At Cougar Fanways in. Let's be honest. On-field performance has very little to do with P5 inclusion. Wins may help. Luck is what they need. You can create your own luck by increasing your off-the-field performance. And some of these things weigh into this. BYU is increasing its resources to try and hang with this. All of the, with all of this being said, it's tough at BYU to, exp, to expand quickly because BYU is going to be financially viable. Yeah. The basketball facilities, we've talked about what it took to raise the money for that building, all of it, before they even constructed it. And the endowment to help maintain it. And the endowment. So it takes, it takes a lot of money. But BYU is trying to reallocate resources uh, and do different things. Uh, the breakfast, I'm being told, is just for football. Just, football. Just for football. Just for football. And, and in, in the end, I think that moves are going to be made for football and or maybe men's basketball that maybe aren't the same as the Olympic sports. And unfortunately, that's how it is. But football runs the show. That's life. Okay, so it, football is life. Do these things help BYU with the Power 5 invite? I think so. I think so. I think so. We, we've been told by Tom Homo that the Big 12 and these other conferences that could or maybe expand at some point – they know what they need to know. There's yeah. not a lot that BYU can do 
to change its fortunes. But BYU wants to be considered like a P5. They're not a Power 5 conference. I have people come up to me and say, no, we're a Power 5 team. Sorry, is BYU getting Power 5 money? Then they're not a Power 5 team. (laughs) The power is in the money because you can get better recruits. If you have the money to upgrade facilities, staff, all that, then you're getting better players, and then in theory, you're winning. Don't talk to Indiana, Northwestern, Iowa State football, who are Power 5s too, but BYU is a top 40 program despite these things. Winning, let me give you the best evidence that winning doesn't matter as much as you think. Boise State. Why aren't they in a Power 5? Because they're in Boise. Idaho. That's why. Nothing against the city. I was born outside of it. It has to do with TV TV markets and contracts and... Uh, overall athletic viability and financials and staffing and what uh, location and all of that matters. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are are saying and thinking that you have to win games. I think I think winning. I think you have to win in order just to stay relevant. Yes, right. It I keeps agree. you in the top. It keeps you in the topic of discussion. You're on top of the analysts. Uh, minds, you know, you have opportunities like Taysom last year. You know, he could win the Heisman. BYU can go undefeated. Those are great things to be relevant and stay relevant. And obviously, losing doesn't really help that. But that's where you need to really win is is for that relevancy. There, uh, South Florida, Central Florida, Connecticut. These are all expansion candidates, right? Cincinnati, yeah. because of where they are, uh, TV market possibility, all that, and like UConn sports, pretty good. Yeah. They're in the East, too. All of these things matter. But our Twitter question today is this. What's the next step for BYU to compete as a Power 5 equivalent? Let's get your opinions on the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At speedy sunshine. You got to pay to play, and the cost of inclusion is relevance. Win your way in. Hashtag just do it. Hashtag no more shattered hopes. Hashtag believe. Hashtags for days. Hashtags pound signs. Again, winning helps, but it's not the end all thing. It's not the, Boise it's not State, the thing. for example, at Matthew W. Evans. Stay competitive with the strong football schedule. Win in state recruiting. Get some folks drafted. Hashtag doable without blue goggles. Yes. Hmm. Now this. Now these schedules. BYU is quite ambitious with these schedules. It might be at the cost of wins. That's yeah. the risk. That yeah, but I, I think I think that, again that goes towards the formula of staying relevant, right? Being are you it, relevant are, if you're eight and four or eight and five though? That's that's a question. That is that's that's a tough question. What, I what would makes, argue no. What what makes you relevant though is if, if beating those teams, beating yes. some of yes. those teams, maybe, maybe not all of them, right? Maybe not going undefeated like this schedule, but. Beating some of those teams will help you stay relevant. Oh, we got this old, this independent school over here to the right to the right hand side, and what they beat in Oregon, they beat a USC, they beat a Alabama. How about how about uh, Nebraska or and or uh, Boise State, UCLA, Michigan? I was just talking. Um, yeah, <laughs> those are just teams that I want them to play <laughs> yeah. in the future. And there there is a window in BYU's mind, specifically Bronco Men and all, as to how open. The, the invite uh, window is, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In the past week or two, Bronco Mendenhall said three. Bronco Mendenhall says if you had to nail down a Power 5 invite window timeline, he said it's three years. Three years. That is really tight. I don't think it's going to be within three years because I think TV contracts have to weigh into this, and that's more than three years out. And the college football playoff and all that. Yeah, all that has a play. That's in. tight. I think you know what? I think this could happen any second, I I believe. 
Uh, I, do, I do not. And, and I think I think if just one school, one conference makes w- one move, I think everybody goes crazy, goes nuts, and there's a whole new shift, just like last time. One, all it takes is one. I don't think there will be as much shifting. I think it's shifted pretty hard already. Nope. But that's a discussion for another day. Coming up, how does men's volleyball coach Chris McGowan feel about the 2015 season? We'll ask him next. BYU finished the season Saturday. They got some big guns coming back next year, though. It's going to be fun. Just takes one, one team, one player. The big shift. Ben Patch. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're simulcasting on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Check it out tonight on BYU TV, seven thirty Eastern Time. Softball versus Weber State. Spencer Linton makes his triumphant return after three days off. Nice. To rest that voice. Better, better bring it, Spencer. I think technically two days off, Sunday and Monday. Just yeah, he only had two days off. Two days. We don't let him have too much time off. Nope. We've got too much to do. Our Twitter question is, what's the next step for BYU to compete as a Power 5 equivalent? At Zo Joe Bryan. Something like that. <laughs> he tweets at me all the time. Sorry, I butchered that. At, all BYU has to do is win. This is why winning equals more fans, elite recruits, lots of cash, and finally... A P5 invite. That's one angle of it. I, I feel differently. I, I feel differently as well. It's important, but it's not. There are other things to that. It's one as one factor in the algorithm of getting. Oh, look invites. at you, man. I uh, just see. You know, I was that smart, huh? I knew <laughs> that word. No, I knew you, you know, were super you know, smart. You know, I knew. I knew it. I knew it. That you, word. You knew it. The <laughs> the you play it off though that hey, I went to a JC and I'll, I know you're a smart, dude. I know you're smart. I dude. just yeah, it's concussions. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of that. Chris McGowan's here from the men's volleyball team. Chris, how's it going, man? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. How about you guys? We're good. Doing what, good. I want to get your opinion on this question. What's the next step for BYU to compete as a Power 5 equivalent? Men's volleyball in a unique position. You're, not, you're kind of in the SEC of volleyball there. <laughs> yeah, we yourself. are. You know, uh, I think no matter what happens with, with the school and conference alignment, I think we're always kind of you know, set in terms of where we're at just with the MPSF and the quality of play in our conference. But... Um, you know, just from my perspective in the in the conversations that I've had around the department and kind of what I've read, I think it's all about the financials, you know, and uh, can BYU make a case for whatever conference that they would end up in that uh, that they help the conference financially? Because I think the competition is ultimately about how many resources you can bring to bear mm-hmm. um, in terms of athletic facilities, in terms of what you can give the student-athletes. And uh, and all of those resources are you know mostly financially related, and so if if you can make a case for we can we can bring a, an attractive financial package where we're a financial asset to the conference, um, I think everything else kind of falls in line after that. But uh, you know, <laughs> men's volleyball coaches aren't making those kind of decisions, <laughs> so it's as they say classically way above my pay grade here. Yeah. yeah. With, with with you and recruiting, do you see that as a as a deal breaker for kids? Um, you know, you can offer them to to play one of the top conferences, but as far as the facilities and maybe some more uh, some extra financial benefits. Do you see the kids going one way or the other? Well, you know, we're uh, we're pretty unique. Our sport, I think, just we're we're at four and a half scholarships. And for how uh, many guys? Well, we've got twenty on our roster right now, 
and my philosophy is we're trying to get as many kids on scholarship as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll, we'll cut that pro, that pie up, you know, amongst, uh, right now we've got 19 of our 20 guys that are on scholarship wow, at one nice. level or another. So you're going point one or two. For yeah. You know, and so some guys are getting books, you know, and, uh, but I, I just feel like it, you know, it changes the nature of your position on the team. If you're a scholarship guy versus a walk-on guy, and even if your scholarship isn't substantial, you know, if it's just paying you a little bit, it changes the way you're treated within the department. It changes the way you kind of view yourself yep. as an athlete in the program. And uh, and so we're trying to help um, as many guys as we can and uh, and then, you know, reward the guys that are really helping us on the court with, uh, with more substantial uh, levels of scholarship. But, uh, you know, just... When we're out recruiting, um, I think the thing that we offer more than anything is just the overall experience. Our facilities are as nice as uh, as any schools in terms of you know locker rooms and just mm. you know with the with the fuel card that the athletes got this year, um, they love that you know the nutrition, um, being able to eat and do some things that way, uh, and then just. If anybody comes to one of our matches and sees 4,000 lunatic fans in the field house, <laughs> that's unmatched anywhere else in volleyball. And, uh, and so that's the thing I think that, you know, the recruiting conversations start there. You know, what kind of experience do you want? And, uh, and you know, and then just I feel like, you know, our coaching staff helps guys get better and that we train at a really high level and that, uh, that you'll come in and you'll leave BYU as a much, much better volleyball player and a much better athlete than when you entered. Chris McGowan, the men's volleyball head coach, is on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about Saturday. Uh, tough loss to USC uh, in five in the MPSF quarterfinal, uh, ending the season at large, uh, you know, probably not going to happen. Uh, what was your takeaway now that it's been a couple days since that game? You know, people, a lot of friends called and just how you feeling. And ultimately, you know, I kind of just said, you know, I'm feeling good. We, uh, we, there was one weekend I thought all season long where we really got it, where we really played poorly and we just, we didn't come prepared and we didn't have a good mindset. And that was at Stanford. And in our defense, Stanford put together that lineup that they played against us once during the year. They had their full complement of guys, and, and they all played really well once, one weekend during the year, and it was the weekend we went out there. The rest of the time, Shaw was either uh, hurt or, you know, at 50% or something. And so when you have an All-American setter in, uh, it changes things a little bit. But that was the one weekend where I felt like, you know, our team just, we didn't play at the level we could. The rest of the time, we battled all season long. And, uh, and we had some nice wins, and we had some losses where we were in it the whole time. And so I felt good about the season overall. Saturday, uh, you know, we, we gave ourselves chances, and we didn't play well. We weren't as sharp as I would have liked us to have been. Um, you know, and, and looking back, I don't think there were things that we missed as a staff preparing our guys. I thought the game plan was spot on. I thought our preparation in the week prior to coming into the match was good. Our routines were good. Um, everything about the way we prepared was the right way. Uh, we just weren't playing great, and USC was playing pretty good. And we lost the serve-receive battle um, badly, um, you know, maybe a 20% loss, which is huge, and we were still able to compete. And in that fourth set, we were basically done and made this great comeback. And, uh, 
and had chances in the fifth, you know. And so we didn't play great, but through it all, our guys absolutely battled. They played their hearts out the entire time. And as a coach, that's, you know, sometimes you're just not sharp. And all you can ask for is this wonderful effort and just give everything you have. And uh, and I thought our guys did that. And uh, and so I was proud of the effort for sure. It would have been nice to have played uh, a little bit better, but um, we we absolutely battled the whole time. And um it's a good USC team, you know, and uh, it's hard to play on the road in our conference. We talk about it all the time. Teams are good in their own gyms, and it's hard to go on the road and uh, and win. And, uh, you know, we, we took it down to the wire. Like we said, had chances in the fifth and just couldn't quite execute. I don't catch too many games on the road, but I went down to that one. I thought the I thought the BYU fans were fantastic. I thought they really lifted the team in the fourth set. Yeah, and you know there was there were a couple points in time when I looked around and I thought this is an amazing crowd for uh, a road match um, quarterfinal. You know, and uh, South Central LA, South Central BYU yeah, fans and, show up and rolled out to the Galen Center, and it was a great, great crowd. And they were our guys. Our crowd was every bit as loud as uh, as the SC crowd, and uh, that's one of the other neat things about going on the road with the BYU is we just have this built-in following and um, our volleyball fans are phenomenal. That's something that I love as a player, uh, being on the road uh, and even some of the smaller schools to kind of just laugh at the, at the other school and, and be like, <laughs> oh, we got more fans than you. Yeah. This is your home, your home court. So that was always a cool experience. Uh, Coach, now that the, the season is over, um, take us through uh, preparing for the offseason. What are your, your next steps? So, yeah, in the locker room after the match, I told the guys, I thought, you know, this was a, a wonderful year, and I liked the way that we practiced every day. And the, the kind of ethic of the team was we're just we're working hard every day and we're trying to get better every day. And I thought the guys bought into that, and the, I thought that was really kind of the mentality they brought to practice is, hey, let's get a little better today. And uh, I thought that showed over the course of the year that, you know, we improved uh, as a team and did things better and were pretty strategic about how we went about training and hey we're weak here let's get better and worked on some of those weaknesses and did a good job there but then the other thing I told them was I said this team uh, is going to be is, there are great expectations for this group going forward and I would I'd be surprised if we weren't you know in the top three uh, ranked teams starting next year, which of course means nothing other than just, you know, people regard you kind of highly. And, uh, we got a, a whole, you know, crew of guys coming back and some guys that were injured that are going to play big roles for us. And some, uh, you know, some guys that are coming off missions that are going to, you know, be important for us. And so it's going to be remarkably competitive in our gym, um, you know, to, to, have you know to find a place on the court and so the message to the guys was I said you know you have to work in this offseason in a way that's commensurate with the expectations of this team and uh and I said don't come back to me after four months of vacation <laughs> come back to me after four months of of working at a level that this group deserves this is you know you're going to have a unique opportunity the next two or three seasons work at a level that this that that opportunity deserves. That's and, what we tell uh, Spencer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Brian's anxious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so and so I'm hoping that, you know, that that message goes through. And we talked the other thing we talked about is just uh 
you know, when you lose a big match and kind of you're left with this offseason feeling, I think it's easy in the first few weeks to go, you know what, I'm going to be great. I'm going to do a good job and uh, and just kind of have this initial energy that carries you through the first couple of weeks. And then summer sets in and, it, you know, I think that it's easy for that energy to wane. And so one of the other big messages for our guys is just, you know, habituate championship behavior and just make that part of your routine, make that part of your ritual. And so we're doing some things to kind of help them get into habits of what we think, you know, are championship habits. And uh, so that when the, when the kind of the sting of losing wears off your, your, you know, dedication to your craft doesn't go away as well, that, 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 you know, I'm still working towards something because I've habituated all these great, great behaviors. And so that's been the message for our guys. We're going to be really, really good next year. And, uh, and it's all a function of how hard we decide we want to work. Head coach Chris McGowan of the men's volleyball team is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you alluded to you know guys coming off missions. Ben Patch uh, was at the match. He's been training with Team USA in Anaheim. How much better do you expect him to be with, I guess, uh, you know, training with Team USA when he comes back in the fall? Yeah, it's uh, you know of all the scenarios that could have played out, coming back from a mission and going straight into that gym is about as good as we could have hoped for in terms of training quality. And they he- asked that he. Yeah, go down there, he, right? he was he can't down, just show up. He was like, down there by <laughs> down there by invitation, and uh, and the coaching staff has been really really great about working with him and uh, about getting him back. And uh, if nothing else, they they tell me that his fitness and his strength is coming back in a hurry. That he's close to touching back, you know, twelve feet, and uh, which is you know people go oh, twelve feet. You know, if you think about that, it's it's a massive amount slapping uh, he, the he, top of the backboard yeah not the he, top but he, up there yeah he's getting over the top of the square you know yeah. and uh it's he so he's he's getting off the floor and just you know getting a lot of touches and uh a lot of high quality reps and he's gonna go play we hope on a pan am cup team and so he's gonna get some match experience this summer internationally and uh, you know in terms of just what you would expect from a normal return missionary he's gonna be way ahead of that so uh so it's great. And, yeah. and Langlois, I guess, training with USA. Brendan Sander got a U21 invite. Yep, Brendan Sander with a JNT. Um, he actually got two invites. He could have gone to the University World University Games or the JNT. We thought the JNT was a better the fit. Ju- junior team. Junior national team, yeah, was a little bit better fit for him just because the, the training was going to be more prolonged. And then there was an opportunity, if they do well at the tournament uh, in Canada, to go on to some world championship stuff in September. And so just more reps and the, and the level was going to be pretty high for him. And uh, I, I like the group of coaches that are training that team. I think they'll do a really good job with him and, uh, and ask a lot of him. And that was the other thing is, is he's an integral part of that junior national team lineup. And so there's going to be a lot demanded of him. Mm-hmm. And we like when, uh, when those guys are put <laughs> in a position where a lot's demanded of them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the time. Congrats on the season. I, I took a friend down to L.A. He said, I'm getting season tickets next year. I went to a couple, but I'm getting season tickets now, so he's hooked. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the experience that most of the people that we talk to, they'll come to a volleyball match, and, and they'll, we'll, they'll tell me after the match, I had no idea <laughs> yeah. that this is what volleyball could be like, yeah. and, uh, and they get hooked when they go. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, thanks for the time. Good luck in the My pleasure. Yeah, match. great to see you guys. It'll be an exciting uh, 2016 men's volleyball season, I'll tell you that. Our Twitter question, what's next for BYU to compete as a Power 5 equivalent? Keep the tweets coming. Coming up, 
We'll play What's the Chance, but first, he just won the Pink Cougar Classic. Jordan Rages joins us in studio to discuss how awesome golfing at BYU is. BYU Sports Nation, brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Words that aren't often spoken to BYU. Spencer Linton is not here. Jeremy Jordan, Brian Logan. We wish Spencer good luck on his voice recovery, by the way. Yeah, it would be interesting, man. Spencer has to bring Let, it. Tune in tonight, got, 7.30 got, Eastern, for softball to hear it. I'm, I, I got it Like men's volleyball. And everything, yeah. yeah. Yep, high expectations. He has to bring it. You can also listen to baseball tonight, 8 Eastern time. Baseball at Utah Valley. The University Parkway collision. It's big time. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Of course, Colton Shaver, the WCC Player of the Week. Congratulations to him. You can listen to the Cougars take on the Wolverines tonight. Mark Pope's Wolverines at 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio. Softball game day at 7.30 Eastern versus Weber State on Brigham Young Television. BYU announced its new director of basketball operations, Andrew May, former BYU manager, most recently an assistant at Salt Lake Community College. Also, Russell Tialavea, the new assistant Director of Football Operations. Anytime I hear assistant, I think of the office. Assistant to yep. the regional manager, not assistant regional manager. Yeah, it's, He's assistant to the football operations. It's right? kind of the same thing. To it's me. not really. That's <laughs> Dwight Schrute it sounds, if it's the same. It sounds similar. <laughs> Austin Colley is going to tear it up in the CFL. He practiced for the first time with the BC Lions yesterday. Looking good. That's awesome. Hey, over the weekend, the Ping Cougar Classic was at BYU, and the Cougars took third in that, but they had the individual winner. He now joins us, Jordan Rogers. What's up, man? Not much. Just hanging out. <laughs> Congratulations on the win. I Thank saw you, you brought the trophy in here. I did right here. Appreciate it. That thing looks yeah. awesome. This is, this is nice. So um, usually when we have guests on, they come and they leave something here. So this, <laughs> this is what you left for us. Right? That, yeah, thanks, Jordan. We appreciate it's it. It's probably appreciate worth, you know, 20 grand or so. So we'll just, we'll just leave it right <laughs> okay. here. You know, we, Full yeah. crystal. Yeah. That's, I, that's, before we talk yeah. about your win, um, <laughs> we noticed your, uh, your Twitter handle is awesome, at Rogers underscore rabbit. Tell us about the creation of that. <laughs> nice. Um, so I guess on my mission, my buddies made an Instagram for me, and they named it Roger Rabbit. Came home, had no idea what Instagram was, and it was Roger Rabbit. I was like, you know what? I'll keep that. And then I, when I got Twitter, I said, Roger's Rabbit. There you yeah. go. And so it's kind of it's catchy, you know? So hopefully if I'm on the PJ Tour, rather than Jordan Rogers BYU or Jordan Rogers Golf, I'll say, say Roger's Rabbit. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That, you can even like create like a little logo. With oh, yeah. You could get creative with that. I, could, I got some ideas. I'm a uh, skilled artist. We can okay, talk sweet. Yeah, we'll talk artist. after. Artist, I didn't know man. that. That's cool. I know. I, I could color and everything. How often do you get like the Rogers State Farm joke? Every day from Chad Lewis. Just saw him, <laughs> just saw him, just saw him yesterday. He's like, Rogers, discount double check. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. And it's, it's good coming from Chad. Yeah. The most positive person oh, I've yeah, ever met exactly. in my entire yeah. life besides Spencer. Uh, what, <laughs> what was it like to win the Pink Cougar Classic? And you're a senior. You hadn't won a tournament. And then here at kind of the end of your career, you won it. For sure. It was awesome, you know, especially in front of the home crowd. There's a ton of fans out there. You know, it's our only home event of the year. I, I expected to win, so there was a little more pressure, but actually winning feels great. I was, you know, just so much joy of that last putt that I, that I made to win in the playoff. It's, you know, I'm so stoked to win. It's kind of surreal, I guess, to win your last college event on your home home course in front of all the fans. It's big time. Yeah, it is big. So, uh, Jordan, I, you know, with, with I played football, and we listen to music, and sometimes there's crazy teammates that hit each other in the helm, with the helmets and in the head and all crazy type of Ogletree. pregame. Yes, Brandon Ogletree. Uh, <laughs> pregame rituals uh, that we do just to get excited. Golf is a little bit more calmer sport. But do you do anything to kind of get juiced and get excited, you know, music? 
Um, I listened to a little bit of ACDC recently, mm, okay. you know, kind of randomly. But mm. golf, you got to actually calm yourself down. I have, you know, I grew up playing football, so I have that football mentality okay. too, which you can't have in golf. You need to be more relaxed, maybe a little like Beethoven, something like that might be <laughs> the best. You listen to classical 89. Classical 89, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, but you got to calm yourself down, which is tough, you know, because you're excited to get out there and right. play. When you, uh, when you go and play for fun, can you just play for fun, or are you competitive? Like, could we go out and would you have to win, or could you just play for fun? You I could play for us. one, but I'd want to win. You yes. know, I'd yeah. give you a couple shots or whatever. You know, you're handy. You're probably a good golfer. You look no. like one. You know, that's the best compliment I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm, no, just I'm terrible up right now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's the polo. That, yeah, exactly. You know, that's what he's putting on can, the plaid. Can polo. you mini golf? Is I that can. Even a thing? That's what every girl says. When you meet a girl and they find out I'm a golf, like, oh my gosh, I can mini golf. Mini golf. I'm like, uh, See, that's how, <laughs> a little different. That's how I am right now. I will dominate you <laughs> yeah, in mini golf. Probably. That's anybody from I'm the camera, the camera women here, you, I got Jerry. Anybody wants, you know, to, to meet me uh, on, the pup, on the pup, Trafalgar. On the pup, pup green, let me know and we can, we can get it done. All right, we'll do it tonight. All right, All right. Uh, okay, name, <laughs> na- name your favorite out of these three Happy Gilmore, Bagger Vance, Caddyshack. Happy Gilmore for sure. Why? Because he he hits it so hard. That's kind of if, if you know me, I hit it hard. Uh-huh. You know, do you, you go hit it and find it. <laughs> you, you you yeah, you take a hockey approach. To yeah, golf. I take the hockey approach. Yeah, <laughs> a couple steps into it and lash at it. <laughs> Jordan Rogers of the men's golf team is on BYU Sports Nation. When will you find out uh, who gets invited to the NCAA regionals? Hopefully, I think it's the fourth of May. There's a conference call, so next week I'll find out. And most likely go to Washington or San Diego for the regional event. So we'll find out the next week. How do you know if you make it? You just get on the conference call? Nope. Okay, my career's over. Yeah. That's weird. That's really how it is. You know, you get on a conference call, then they name all the teams. There's 15 teams at each of the six regionals. And then there's, you know, I think there's four or five individuals. And they'll just name your name off, you know, if you make it. And if so, great. If not, pretty bummer. But move on, you know. Right. That's Yeah, that's true. Um, So with you moving on, do you have any plans to to try and – um, continue your career, or you kind of just take your degree and and get a real job. Like <laughs> hey, this is a re- golf is a real job. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> a real job. <laughs> yeah, this is your guys' hobby. Yeah. No, but um, so I'll stay amateur go- amateur throughout the summer. Then I'll turn professional in August, okay. and then go and try and be on the web dot com or the European Tour Q School. Zach Blair, who was here mm-hmm. last year, I was actually playing with him yesterday, and that's the route he took. You know, I have confidence I can make it, just, you know, kind of make some more putts, and I, I know I can be successful at the next level. So that's my plan. I'm telling you, man, tonight we can, you know, teach you two, two or three things and, you know, prepare you. There you go. You know. I'm down. Right now, is it, uh, in the past, BYU's won a national championship in golf uh, in 81, I believe. And then you have several guys on the PJ Tour, uh, and it's been fun to watch these guys emerge. And Blair, Summerhands, Weir. What kind of confidence does that give this team that, hey, you, you could maybe go pro? It gives us a lot of confidence, especially, you know, I grew up playing with Zach. I play Summer, you know, a little bit here and there, and Mike, Mike, Mike Weir. It, it gives us confidence knowing that I can, I've played with these guys. I can compete with them. They're a little more consistent, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see them out there, someone that you know so well, and it's, you know, it's kind of like, wow, it's, it's not so overwhelming to be out on the PGA Tour. It's difficult, but, you know, I can do it, or our team can do it. You know, we have guys on our team that can do it. Yeah, What's it, kind of, it kind of brings them down to – Bring, it brings that level exactly. of competition down from the pedestal, right? Yeah. And you get that confidence, and you're saying, wow, you know, I, I had a peanut butter jelly sandwich with this guy <laughs> the other day. I saw him picking his nose. can't be that much yeah. better He's just like me. Yeah. No, you're not starstruck. What's the biggest difference between, say, Zach Blair and you? 
uh, just consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, I can hit all the shots he can hit, but he just does it more consistently. You know, and that's all it is on the PJ Tour is being consistent and doing it week in and week out. Because it's golf's pretty stressful. You know, people think yeah. it's this relaxing sport, but it's nerve wracking. And doing it every day for a job, knowing that one putt could make you know give you a job the next week or the not, it's pretty you know pretty stressful. Or like millions, or, or thousands. millions, or thousands, <laughs> like, like literally yeah. thousands of dollars on that putt. Yeah, exactly. Or not, right? So knowing that, but you can't think about that. You know, you just have to go into every shot if you love the game and, and enjoy it, and, and for the love of the game. So what does that do for your training with trying to be consistent? How do you become more of a consistent golfer? Um, a lot of it's mentally, you know, you got to have self-confidence, excuse me, self-confidence and belief that you can do it. You can compete at the next level Mm -hmm. and then just competitive practice, you know, over and over, have that competitive drive and kind of to have that pressure on you that know you can do it in practice then you can do it in the tournament as well. So, uh, Craig Manning, he helps out with sports psychology. psychology. Do you guys, uh, interact with him at all? Yep. I just I text him actually last week. I sent him my three cues. I don't know if you know guys on Sports Nation know about the three cues. Tell us about it. Yeah. So basically, he says you know there's there's three things you need to focus on, and the, every day you focus on three things you can do, and then one thing to improve on. Yeah. And one thing I always do that he's taught me is can do mindset. If you tell yourself you can do something, most likely you'll do it. And so yeah. that's you know he's helped me out a lot, and I give him a lot of credit this semester especially for this win so nice. well you put it in at the right time uh coming with the ping cougar classic uh win congratulations on that and hopefully make you. you get the invite awesome appreciate it guys thanks, thanks for having me yeah, yeah thanks for coming on thanks for the trophy too yeah take it <laughs> yeah no you can keep it you can keep it that's awesome you deserve it with the generous support of the cougar club you are 623 student athletes are role models leaders graduates and champions like jordan Rages, be willing to help them succeed with your donation learn more at cougarclub.com and welcome to the club. Coming up, Brian, what's the chance we play What's the Chance? Uh, I would say 1,000%. Yeah, that's happening next. Rogers. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tonight's softball takes on Weber State. This is a rescheduled game because of weather. 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV. So check it out tonight. The return of Spencer Linton. The return. Yeah. The, you should have like some music or something. The return. Dun, in, dun, dun. in a world. There it is. Spencer Linton returns. One man. One softball game. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's at home. But yes. 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 <laughs> we mentioned it earlier. One of our favorite games is called What's the Chance? Let's do it. BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? 100%. Questions are asked. Percentages are given. Let's go with number one. What's the chance men's volleyball wins the national title next season? I'm going to go with 50%. I'll give him a, a really good odds. 50% chance that BYU wins the national title. Ben Patch is back, a first-team All-American, uh, training with Team USA. I think he's going to be really good. Tim Dobbert was going to be BYU's primary hitter on this team. He got hurt. Brendan Sander has grown a lot. Jake Langlois is going to train with Team USA. So... You have three of your four potential pin hitters, not to mention Matt Underwood, who was the best BYU player at the end of the season, all back. You're going to have five really good guys for three positions. I think depth is going to be awesome. You only lose three starters. Return the setters. It's going to be a good season, man. I'm stoked. I'm going to say 75%. (laughs) Yes, I went there. You know, along with you said, with with the guys being able to, to play at different levels and get the coaching, um, I think that's going to be huge and great for experience. But I think it really all comes down to, to Coach McGowan. And 
what he was saying, his his message to his players, you know, this is really in our hands. We expect you guys to, to be a top three team, you know, right out the gates. And these are things you have to do. That right there, my friends, gave me goosebumps. And, and to have a leader like that—that's our that, off-season regimen yeah, too. Th- that just with this show—that's th- right. That's that. that no really, championship habits. Really, championship habits, people. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that, or you can't come on the show, Spencer. <laughs> let's go to number two. What's the chance BYU baseball makes the WCC tournament? I'm going 80%. I'm really confident in the way BYU is playing right now. They're playing the seven, eight, and nine teams in the WCC uh, the next three weeks. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to get into that tournament and then hopefully make some noise. Uh, I'm just going to one-up you because I, I want to. So yeah. I'm going to go 81%. Okay. $1. <laughs> 81%. I, I think is what I said yesterday uh, with teams peaking at the right time and having that great momentum, right, towards the end of the season and getting into the tournament. I think BYU has that right now. Oh, and, yes, karma uh, will play a factor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Colton Shaver is doing work. Number three. What's the chance BYU gets a Power 5 conference invite in the next three years? Zero percent. I just don't see it happening for BYU. The Big 12 is going to have to do it, and they don't have a reason to. They're going to get the title game without uh, needing to expand, so why would they expand? Is there a team that they need to expand uh, with that creates more money? No, only Notre Dame could possibly do that. There's no one else out there, even in other P5 conferences. I'd say zero percent. I'm going to say 50 percent. 50 is so high, dude. Are you say, nuts? I'm going to say 50%. And, and I I will say this until I am red in the – I mean, blue in the face. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I really think it ha- it's one team in one conference. One Somebody's going to freak out. Somebody's going to want to do something weird and crazy. And I think everybody is just going to be nervous and freak out. And I think you're going to see a another big – uh, uh, shift like we saw last time, but I think this shift is going to be these mega, mega conferences like the old school whack. Um, and I think the college play, uh, the football playoffs are going to play a huge role where you're going to start to see more and more teams. So these contracts I, aren't up for a couple years, so that's why I don't see it happening in the next well, three. Well, it's, you, and you with know, BYU, contracts can, can already can always be redid. They, they can, but that's the point of a contract, especially with these conferences and TV, is that you go to that point and then you renegotiate. At the end right? of the day. Just a piece of paper. Today was a good day. <laughs> Number four. What's the chance an Avenger dies in Age of Ultron? Okay, that's coming out Friday or Thursday night now because midnight showings aren't like the thing still. You can go at 8 or 10.30 or something. Yep. Um, I'm going to go 75%. I think that an Avenger dies in this one. Who, Someone's got to die. Who do you think dies? Dude, uh, let's see. They, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one yet. I was thinking of one, and then I forgot the name. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say fifty percent uh, because I, I think I think they're you know with with the expansions and and them trying to do spinoffs like Iron Man and and, uh, and Captain America, Ant Man coming out. Yeah, I, I, you know I, I think I think you you eventually have to let somebody go, right? I don't think it's gonna be a major character, but like Hawkeye, like yeah, Hawkeye you know, goes. like That's I don't even pick. know their names, like the woman, the, the the lady, and the guy that shoots the arrow, right? Like you said, yeah, I think Hawkeye's. The you probably have to yeah. get rid of him. I think so. He's yeah. just kind of kind of random. I think. Okay, I don't know. that is what's the chance? Hundred percent of that, it's over. Doesn't even do things, anything special. Today's <laughs> he's the Legolas of the just Avengers. Today's Twitter question: What's the next step for BYU to compete as a Power Five equivalent? Let's get to the Twitter machine. You got tweets at Family Budge. He's a family man. Indy is awesome. 
Don't want to join a P5, but be considered equal. Have to win and win big. Hashtag Texas. <laughs> I want... Show me the money! That's I, what I want. I need that P5. Because then BYU can life. hang for the foreseeable future. I, I think it's a dangerous place to be in right now. Recruit. P5. At Big Bluey. Continued national exposure by scheduling P5 teams in big venues. Higher profit share deal with a bowl alliance and renew ESPN deal. Hmm. These are all important. After the 2018 yeah. season... ESPN deal is up. BYU and e- wants to be with ESPN for the foreseeable future, and why not? That's probably the best the best route to go down right there. Best that was the political route, yeah. the off the field yeah. that we've been yeah. talking about. Hey, coming up, game day for baseball and softball, and the rise and shout is next. And Brian Logan will say something incredible coming up. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Dave Rose hired former Cougar and Lone Peak assistant assist leader Andrew May as the new director of basketball operations. He used to be the student manager at BYU. He was most recently an assistant coach at Salt Lake Community College. Congrats. Baseball. After joining the show and receiving the BYU Sports Station Karma via touch, Colton Shaver garnered WCC Player of the Week honors. Shaver and the baseball team take on UVU tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BYU Radio. Softball. Kenna Bolt leads the nation in wins with 30, and she looks to lead the Cougs tonight as they take on Weber State, 7.30 Eastern Time on BYU TV. Golf. BYU junior Leah Gardner will participate in the 2015 Division I St. George Regional Championships next week. Gardner had eight top ten finishes this season and needs to finish in the top three to advance the championships. Good luck. Football. BYU football announced the hire of former defensive lineman Russell Tialave as the new assistant director of football operations. Russ. He used to play at BYU. He's replacing Patrick Hickman, who's now the Zach Nyborg. And September 5th, Russell Tialave and the Cougars. Whoa. One hundred thirty. That's really awkward. See, yeah, it was. I, I, it threw me off, man. <laughs> I was. I had it in my. We mind. had a false start there too, as well. Coming up tomorrow, Jordan Leslie and Michael Littlewood. I didn't. Even I have, called him Michael. I thought somebody was going to tell me in my mic that I was going to that when nope. it was coming up. Nope. Today's rise of shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Helping you need help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes out to all moms, sons, daughters. Grandchildren, don't forget your mom's birthday, okay? That's not a cool thing to do. Just use your calendars. Use the technology. <laughs> use the technology, man. Use the technology. Take advantage of 2015. Hey, thanks to Chris McGowan, Jordan Rogers, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show is on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUsportsNation.com. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Johnny Miller. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern time. Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. I'll be back!